Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Winchester Radio. Uh, hi, Vinny. Can you hear us? <laughs> no? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, welcome to Winchester Radio tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about Nightmare Logic. Episode 5 of Season 14, written by Meredith Glynn and directed by Darren Grant, um, who did a really good job directing this. Or, um, And I think he's the director that has done an awful lot of music videos before he started directing TV or whatever. And yeah. he did a, yeah, he did a very good job at this. Very good, very good job, I think. Um I can't say the same 100% about the writing like I can the directing, but I did enjoy enjoyed all the Sam and Dean scenes, all the brother scenes. Um, I actually have a note towards the end after I'd seen the whole episode and um, I actually loved them in this. And I just think it's because Jared and Jensen always lift the episodes with their performances you know, they really just take whatever they get and always make it wonderful. So even if it isn't always logical <laughs> or, you know, anything like that, they just do really well with what they got almost all the time. Um, some things I, I enjoyed, I mean, it's always good to see a, an old monster. We got to see Yajin this time, um, who was Nurse Neil, um, which I liked. I, another point, I'm, I'm, I don't like the then sequence because they tend to show so much in them. Like Neil turning out to be a Jin would have been maybe more of a surprise, um, even though by now, you know, we have 13 going on 14 years of history, all the viewers and these fans probably would have come up with it, but it, it wasn't like having it, you know, blasted at you in the then. Maybe you wouldn't have come up with it right away, but, you know, there's a Jin in the then. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just going to show up for some reason. Um, I, do, I think it's kind of a detriment to the writer because it's not Meredith's fault that... right. Because mm-hmm. they don't, they don't present a sequence that's done in post. But yes. as a result, spend most of the episode going, "Oh my God, you guys, it's a gin. Get it together." Yeah. And, and to me, it must be a I, I mean, big it, source of frustration. <laughs> I didn't really pay attention to it being a, seeing the gin in the preview thingy, but mm-hmm. as soon as they showed Maggie hanging there in the attic with all the blood things. It, she was hanging mm-hmm. in the exact same way the Dean and that other girl were hanging, which, you know, mm-hmm. continuity, yay. Um, but mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I guess yeah. it's a gin then, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And, and that's honestly, okay. Like, I don't, know, I don't particularly know who to blame for that. Uh, Darren is a first-time 
directed of the show, so I don't feel like he had that much to pull reference from. You know, being a TV director, you don't sit around and super analyze every new show you go to because who has the time to do that when you're a working director? You do your best. Mm -hmm. But then I also wonder, well, then did Meredith put it in the script like that? That's not usually something that gets put in the script, so... So blatantly, I don't know. I don't know who to blame for that. But I do think that those two points, like I said, because it's one of those episodes where they're like, well, maybe it's this. Well, maybe it's that. Well, maybe it's a ghoul. It's this, it's that. And you're sitting there going, it's a gin, you moron. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if somebody else on set who's been there a long time, I don't want to point a finger at somebody because I don't know who, but maybe they were had been there in the writer's room or was directing or, or on set and said, hey, this is how we did the gins before. Yeah, do it that way again. Yeah, I thought, you know, I, I, helping. thought about whether there was somebody who was, you know, air quotes, helping with that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this episode, yeah. um, I wasn't here for last week's episode. So while I loved last week's episode and I kind of hate, I mean, I was at the con, so I was having fun, but I hate that I didn't get to talk about it, but the only real nitpick I had about last week's episode was the same thing this episode did, and I need them to stop doing a really wedged-in recap of the previous episode in every episode. Like, Dean going, I just went toe-to-toe with my horror movie icon. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. We all watched the episode, and also it wasn't it wasn't a significant enough thing that you need to remind us. Or in the condition mm-hmm. where the breakout of you know Cass and Jack are doing this, and Dark Kai is doing this, and also Michael's not, like guys, we're watching the show. We we know. We we yeah. let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's kind of like why I don't like the along. men. <laughs> well, and yeah. we follow along too much. with the show better than the writers do so give us some credit yeah it's like the then it's like i don't need all those reminders i don't need all that recap i i don't (laughs) just maybe after the christmas break when we come back in january or whatever and it's been a while okay let's do a then then (laughs) and you know they always do a season recap to carry on my wayward son at the end that's fine too but I don't need a then every single episode because like you said, I've been watching, we've been watching and I also don't want spoilery hints. You know, I'll either figure it out or I won't remember and, and that's fine. <laughs> so, and I anyway. don't trust my memory. I don't trust my memory. As you know, we've all three of us have been watching live for over a decade. We don't always have a then, do we? Do we not always used to have a then? No, we don't always have a mm-hmm. then, no. No. Okay, yeah, I thought, Point crazy like, that we have a then every time for the past like year or so, and I'm like, I don't think we had that. But again, I don't trust my memory for things, so that's why I have you. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why we have Becky, <laughs> and also, yeah, basically, um, it's all. <laughs> and also, we have um, 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 our followers on Twitter because usually. Somebody on there has the answer, which is very nice and very, very kind of them. So it's out there somewhere, I'm sure. Um, 
But that actually proves my point that if somebody like me who has, you know, the memory of a hummingbird can keep track week to week, Mm -hmm. then I don't think everybody else needs a week to week to cap in the dialogue. And I do feel like I don't blame each individual writer for that. I blame the showrunner for that. Every writer is going, oh, right here is at the four and a half minute mark. I need to remind people what they, what we did last week. No, I, I'm pretty sure that that's a, a showrunner note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things about this episode that um, is was actually a big Twitter thing with everybody who was watching and live tweeting, and it was the funniest thing ever, even though it's in, it's indicative of a kind of a problem with the massive overpopulation of interlopers in the bunker, is that Maggie, the hunter who went missing, had probably 50 different iterations of her name beginning with M. <laughs> I laughed for so long about that. That is my Everything favorite. From, that is my favorite joke to beat into the ground on my timeline is for us to all call her some name with an M other than Maggie. Yes. Because it started yes, with this when when she almost died yep. and we all went, Who is she again? Why am I supposed mm-hmm. to care? Nobody knew who she was. Like legitimately and then when she came back in the season premiere, nobody remembered mm-hmm. her until they said Maggie and everyone went, Oh, that's her again? Okay. And again, mm-hmm. so how, now we're gonna have a whole episode that starts with her and everybody like she's just I don't want to be mean. I don't. I don't want to be mean to the actress. It's not really her fault. And I had this same problem. So I don't know if it's like I don't know what it is, but I feel with her like I felt when I was watching the Haunting of Hill House that the girl who plays Nell on that show. Every time they showed her, I was like, "Who is that again?" Because I never recognized her <laughs> as Nell. Like they would have to tell mm-hmm. me that that's Nell and. That's how I feel with the group actors who plays Maggie. Like, every time they show her, I don't realize that it's the same girl that I've seen for, like, three or four other episodes because she just, she's kind mm-hmm. of nondescript. Yeah. I love that my favorite one, uh, M name, was probably uh, Christy calling her Marzipan. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, and, but, and, this leads into something else that, again, also made me laugh, and it wasn't supposed to. Um, last week's episode, Sam's on the phone with somebody back in the bunker, and Dean says, who's that? And he says, Sam says, Riley. And Dean's like, I don't know who that is, but cool. And then this week, um, Dean's listening to Sam, finds out, he what's the matter, and he says, Hunter missing. And Dean says, who? And I'm like, why does he ask? He's not going to know who it is Anyway, <laughs> it, it the, the last and then it was Riley. Maggie, I that okay. was my one of my favorite things was that Riley line last week because I was like, "Same, <laughs> Dean. I don't know who that is, but I don't. Much like you, that's fine, yeah. but I don't care." And yeah. I do think well, that's and the same thing this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, why are you asking, that, Dean? You're not going to know. <laughs> it's that. That's one of the things that we kind of asked for for a long time was please expand the Hunter Network. But this isn't quite what we asked for. We, as a as viewers, we're all like, you know, there are other hunters out there. Tell us about them. 
And instead what they did was they pulled in people aren't hunters and decided to make them hunters. So it's not Sam and Dean interacting with their peers. It's them babysitting. Slayer school and, on on Buffy, you know, I which I I could never is. figure out any of them either. And also it's like they're everywhere. It's like every time Sam and Dean round the corner there's somebody from the alternate universe, and there was Sam and Dean were having a, a talk, which I I love the brother talk, but I could see a, somebody in the background. I don't know who. For all we know, it could be Riley. There was somebody in the background. I'm like, get out of there! You know, just just stop it. And was it was it you who said that? Why are we paying all these extras? I mean, most of them don't talk which means you don't get paid as much, but you're still paying them. Oh, it was eating into the music budget. Was that you? Was somebody. No, but I wish I, I wish it was me because that's funny. <laughs> I know. It's, it was just like, it's like, stop it. All these people, you know, like, get, get out. Get, get out. Get off my lawn, you know, get out of my garage. And for oh. me, as someone, and, who, as someone who has hated the bunker for a long time already, it's just making me hate it even more. Yeah, I um. Another another thing is they like like you just said they're they're not hunters, they're they've been through a war, but like Bobby says towards the end, he said I didn't think I was ever cut out for this job, and 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 they're not they're not hunters. Sam and Dean are trying to make them into hunters, but they're not hunters. Like you said, it's not them interacting with their comrades or peers or from the other universe they're not yeah they're so yeah it's like it's too much responsibility sam and dean got enough going on with everybody here to have to try and teach a whole other group it's poor sam is sleeping three hours a night and now he's decided to sleep only two because he's got to work harder to find michael um uh for dean and i'm sorry that's the most important thing never mind anything else so yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they'll ever burn the bunker because it's the set's too expensive. But I, I wish it's just like let's just throw that and all the AU people back to their own AU. Just take the bu- bunker and move it out of the space time continuum with all the hunt, uh, hunter wannabes in it and just leave Sam and Dean here with the car <laughs> you know with, with baby that's enough them all go yeah, I think it's perfectly fine for them to donate the bunker to all these nobodies I just it's not this is just not the show for that's this kind of format it's really not it's too many people and honestly I wouldn't even say it's not the show because at this point we have a show that only has two two stars uh, two leads and two characters that are in every episode. Yet, I guarantee, I get the feeling that if we did the math, it probably has more reoccurring characters than any other show on the CW right now. And that's too many. Mm. Yes. Maybe if you didn't have so many characters, you wouldn't feel the need to remind us of everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I do feel like I'm really bagging on this episode, which is not fair to Meredith necessarily because it's not 
my the complaints I have right now are not actually about this episode in particular, so it's kind of not fair to her. Um, because overall, this episode, I do think it was fine. Um, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it Dana was, Dean in it very, very much. I mean, what I didn't like about the episode were things that I don't like about any episode that has Mary in it. It's still Mary. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel that that she she was better with or more even no. with Sam and Dean because sometimes she favors no. Dean. What? what? I don't like her attitude. I don't like her attitude towards Dean either. She's just more. Uh, she I, want her, I want her. I want her hairstyle. I love her, her hairstyle. Hair, I like Sam. I really like Sam Smith, which is why I think I um part of what really upsets me the most about Mary is that I like Sam. I think she's yeah. great, mm-hmm. and I think she does her best with the role. But the it's just like, did we really bring Mary back for her to be a really crappy mother, a really crappy person? Like, not even mother, she's just a crappy person. And then we're just going to, like, hook her up with Bobby randomly? Like, what was the point of bringing her back then? I genuinely don't understand what the point was other than to kind of ruin the show because the whole point of the inception of the show is avenging Mary and everything that comes with that. So if Mary is there, then what are we fighting for? Mm. I I wish that the motivation had been exactly as Jensen felt he discovered and realized and put together that it wasn't dad Dean needed resolution with, it was mom. And that's okay. And I, I, I wish that's what the plan had been. And I wish he'd gotten it. And then she should have gone back to wherever heaven moved on to heaven. Uh, who knows what? But she's been on too long. Again, yeah. you know, we get an issue with the character who's like, what am I going to do with them? Because they've been here too long. That's not a supernatural character. What am I looking for? Uh, it's not the way of the show to have I know what you mean. too long. And, and as I know, as much as again, as as much as I loved Bobby and Jim Beaver, he had gone on too long. And I, because it's I like can, Sam I and Dean would be on a cage, Bobby right would now. figure out the the solution, and they would do it. So, I, I, and he had a beautiful end. It was tragic and beautiful, and. But that's the nature of supernatural. Anyway, I'm sorry, what did you say? The biggest mistake this show ever did was killing off original Bobby. Because, I mean, he didn't have to be in every episode. But knowing Mm -hmm. that he was around, you know, that's what Russ, my husband, always says. The biggest mistake they made was killing him off. That Bobby should have been one of those characters, you know, that nothing can take him down. You know, he's always mm. smarter than whatever's coming after. The problem is he ended up he ended up being the god of the machine. You know, it's like he had every answer all the time and if they could have just written him differently, or like you said he could have like ebbed and flowed, he could have been gone for a long time so you were happy to have him back or, or whatever and it would have been okay. But 
Yeah. Uh, and you're breaking my heart with this opinion. Oh my gosh! I'm you sorry. I fall in the middle of it because I don't think the biggest mistake that the show made was killing Bobby off necessarily. I think the biggest mistake the show made was killing him off and then refusing to let Jim Beaver go, which created a whole convoluted mess. They needed to do one or the other, either not kill him off or... Exactly. I completely agree with that. I do agree with that, that, you know, they killed him off and he did have that beautiful episode and then they brought him back as a ghost. And then, you know, he's... Which I do like that they still continue to bring him back um, every year, at least in one episode every year, because he's the only one besides, you know, well, I guess now, no, he's the only one besides Jared and Jensen that has been in every single season of the show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, they shouldn't have killed him off if they were going to continue to use him. And I'm, you know, so I completely agree with that, and I'm just afraid that they're going to, well, this episode, first of all, with AU Bobby, it really made it, it showed you that he's not original Bobby. Um, I disagree. There's a lot about him, um, (laughs) a lot about him that was completely different. Um, First of all, Bobby would not be caught dead in those clothes. <laughs> he was no, that's the only thing. But I do. It was really bizarrely in character for him to be really ugly to Sam. No. Yeah. Was Bobby dressed as a a um, preservation Bo- society Bobby's person? Always the one. And I thought he had a nice Newsies cap on to go with Michael. He took it from Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, but Bobby's always been good to Sam. He's taken up no. for Sam when Dean's been hard on him. He's also been really hard on Sam at times, more yeah. so than Tell me. Dean. Oh, I would have to look up episodes. Just trust me on it. Well, I remember him calling Dean. You know, was it Princess? And then say, "Aren't you yeah, adorable?" That's not even like yellow. Like, that's not even what I mean. But there are times where he's. He's told Sam, like, basically, like, you're a screw-up. And I don't trust when you. He was, when he was possessed, he did. Um, no, no, not possessed. But During season four, well, he was not possessed. Sam wasn't possessed. He was drinking beer. I'm talking about Bobby. No, I'm talking about when oh. Bobby was possessed. He was mean oh, to Sam. Well, I, again, like every character, they're going to favor Dean and be derisive of Sam. It never fails. But... Dean's never, I, I can't think of a single time Bobby was mean to, to say. I will look things up and I will get back to you. Yes, I would appreciate that. <laughs> and oh, again, boy. it's not, it's not really, a, it's not, it's weird because I don't feel like it's a problem necessarily. Like it's not something that consistently bothers me about Bobby. Like when I'm watching older seasons, but like I said, I, I don't, I, my thing is, is they, sh- I get why Sarah killed him off. I do. It made sense at the time. No one thought the show was going to continue. They were setting, they were setting everything up to wrap up. Um, no one really expected the Netflix deal at that time, which gave it such a boost. And was the reason that they got a season eight was the Netflix deal. 
no one really anticipated that at the time. So I get why Sarah did it. Uh, I would imagine in the thing is, is that the decision to continuously bring him back was not hers. So it's a weird, it's a weird, weird thing. It's just weird. And I just feel like they just, every season was designed like, okay, and how do we bring Jim back this year? And again, I get it. You like, like Jim. I like Jim. I love Jim. But I, I also come from the Joss Whedon school of kill your darlings. Sometimes you just got to kill your darlings. Yeah. Well, there's no, like we've talked about it before. There's no, um, somebody dying doesn't carry that much weight because you're like, ah, they'll just be back. You know, know, if they're dead, you know, Dean, what's dead should stay dead, you know, except for Sam and Dean in this show. But uh, everybody else, you know, die and stay dead. (laughs) You know, at least there's some kind of weight to it. Hmm? You have actors like like Mark Shepard that's going, no, they kill Crowley and I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. The show has conditioned us that no one believes Mark. You know, he's like, I have a project yeah. I'm working on. He's like, coming back to Supernatural. He's like, no, I told you guys, no. And nobody believes yeah. him. And it's and he so tells indicative. The truth of anybody. Yeah, it's he so indicative the of the problem. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. indicative of, of the problem. And again, we're trained mm-hmm. that way because going back to Jim and filming his Abominable Snowman movie. Now we don't trust anybody when they say they're not coming back. We don't trust anybody. That was pretty funny. You know? There yeah. was no yeah. there was no anticipation like with, with Cass at the end of season twelve. Like everyone knew he was coming back. If you didn't know that, that if you didn't know that he was coming back, I don't know what show you're watching. Mm. There's just no stakes anymore. Mm. I do agree with Baby, you. Yeah. yeah. In do. conclusion, um, let's pull Mary off again. Is my point. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, it's like I have the same thing. It's like she's been on too long. If she'd come back and they had written it with the point of giving Dean resolution about his mom and then moved on to heaven, hell, wherever for Mary, fine. But it's, she's like around now for no apparent reason. And it's, it's it's almost like Cass where it's like, well, now what do we do with it? <laughs> now what do yeah. we do with her? You know, and, and if they need to give time to Jared and Jensen, well, there are more imaginative ways to do it or have somebody different that you could actually bring on or write new that has a character. Those, the wonderful twins, you know, the, the witch twins, they were great. Bring them back, you know, and, and I will die on the but, hill that they should have been the spin off. I will die on that hill. <laughs> well, I'd be fine with that, I you know. Anyway. Um but I will say, uh, like and 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 with this episode it it kinda does highlight the other problem of Mary is so you don't know what to do with Mary, so you randomly made her Bobby's love interest and I know Becky's gonna argue with me about this, but and it's nothing against – I will preface this by saying that two of my biggest, like, Hollywood crushes are both 25 to 30 years older than me. They are approximately Jim Beaver's age. And 
bold as Jim Beaver. I'm sorry. I am older than Ken and Mary. I am seven, no, I am eight years older than Ken and Mary. And the gap between me and Michael Keaton and Bruce Willis is too big. They are my parents' age. How old is Jim Beaver? Fifties? No. Becky Becky would know for sure. He's 67, I believe. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was 67 or 68, so I defer to you. Um, And Canon Canon, Canon, Canon Mary is in her 20s. She's 28. And that's also the problem. We know how old Jim Beaver is. How old is Bobby? Same age or a little younger, a little older? Mm. I don't know that it's specified. Mm-hmm. Um, but so their difference is roughly 40 years, 35, 40 years, we'll say? But it's about Security. 40 years. Hmm. It happens. I would I would say Bobby Bobby's supposed to be younger I would think because he you know was no out with John I just looked it up I just looked it up the character was born August twelfth nineteen fifty that's Jim Beaver's birthday that's what they have it listed for the for his as well I guess they used it uh, I don't think it was ever mentioned on the show though. Maybe, hmm. but that's what Google's telling me I, for the character. Well, I think they just, yeah, they just took gems. I don't think they ever really mentioned it on the show. But either way, mm-hmm. it's, either way, it's, and here's the problem, is that they brought Mary back, but they used Sam Smith, but Mary right now is supposed to be over 10 years younger, no, over, yeah, over 10 years younger than Dean. But Mm -hmm. Sam Smith is 10 years older than Jensen. Almost. And she doesn't doesn't look in her 20s. Yes, exactly. No. Smith is stunning. She is gorgeous, but she is not past 28. She looks amazing. So she doesn't look 28. I think the writers are writing for Sam Smith and not writing for Mary Winchester. Yeah. I'm wondering if... They should have uh, hired you know, Amy like, Gominick back. She'd be, she'd be the right age. I I think that would have been all, really awkward, though, if they had. But um, with Sam, I mean, though, but honestly, I, would it be any more awkward than it is right now? Honestly. But she'd be the right age, and it would be weird to Sam and Dean. Their mother looks younger, but that would make sense. That's when she died. So, when she died, we saw that, and she was the Sam Smith. She wasn't Amy. So, um, and I, I had canon it that when she came back, time caught up with her. And that's why she looks older and mm-hmm. you know that's that's my head canon. and mm-hmm. like I've always said with like Angel and Spike on Buffy and Angel that you know as you know because they did show their age you know as it was going on they couldn't stay looking like they did when the show first started not I always had canon it that 
it was because they have souls that they aged normal. You know, they aged. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's – so I, I'm i saying time caught up with her once she came back is my headcanon. And I will mm-hmm. say that while – I won't rip away your headcanon because everyone's entitled to their own headcanon. I don't have that headcanon. I have no headcanon for this. And I think about – I never watched The Vampire Diaries. It was not a show that I watched. I would never even watch a single episode. But I remember catching part of an interview that Paul Wesley did where he said, I can't play a vampire forever. And I think it is one thing, like with Spike and Angel, especially with with James Marsters, who is aging better than most people have a right to. It's really creepy um, how well he has aged. But we also watched that show, like they were on the show for several years in succession. Like David was there from season one of Buffy to season five of his own show. Uh, James was there in season two, then again in season three, and then from season four consistently, and then was on the last season of Angel. So it wasn't so jarring. It's like with, it's like what. Like, you as a person, you see yourself every day, or when you lose weight or gain weight, like, you don't really notice at first. Mm-hmm. But somebody who hasn't seen you in a while will notice. Mm-hmm. Because you are so used to seeing yourself. And it's so gradual. So for with Mary, you know, we've seen Sam Smith pop up here and there, but there's also this thing with all of us where, Almost every person can kind of pass for being in their 20s till around 35. And around 35, suddenly you look 35. It's just one of those things. You may look really good for your age, but you just simply don't pass. Like, if there's a thing where between, like, 25 and 3, you can still pass for 23 in certain lighting and with specific clothes and makeup, it's just, and then you hit 35 and you are staunchly 35. Not a bad 35, 35 is still young, but you are 35. And you just will never pass for younger again than that. You can be 40 and people will be like, oh, I thought you were 37. Or you can be 45 and people will be like, oh, I thought you were 42. But you're never going to pass for your 20s again. It's just not how it works. Hmm. And it's not even like a well known tired. Like, no, and they do some they do some close ups on Sam Smith and while she looks great, she doesn't look twenty eight. So when you put her next to Bobby, it's fine. Like there's nothing jarring about Sam Smith and Jim Beaver. Mary and Bobby is jarring on so many levels for me. And I get that this is not this is not John Winchester's Bobby. This is not Sam and Dean's Bobby. Mary never knew Bobby until she met AU Bobby. I get that. I still think it's really an awkward and bizarre choice by the writers to do this. I don't see the point of just going, well, Mary's here, so we stuck her with Catch. Well, now she can't sleep with Catch. Let's stick her with, with Bobby. And it's one of those things where it's like, why can't she just be a character? Why do you have to give her a boyfriend? Why do you have to give her... A love interest that makes me partner. crazy. It makes me crazy on every I don't show that does that. that. Where 
they have to, oh, I've well, always, uh, guess we'll just make a woman the love interest. I'm like, why can't yeah, and I don't understand there was no yeah, need to do Mary. Mm. Yeah. It bugs me a lot. It is not necessary. I'd be okay with her and Bobby being friends, and since she's from here and a hunter and her trying to help a friend out, figure out his place, sure, whatever, fine. But they don't need to be a romantic interest. And like I said, she went from catch to Bobby. Why? She doesn't need to do that, and they need to figure it out better. It's not necessary. And if you have to create really convoluted reasons why, okay, well, we're not going to have Mary and Bobby in a a few episodes, so let's make them boyfriend and girlfriend and ship them off to a cabin, then you have intrinsically highlighted the problem with these characters being on the show right now. Mm. Same thing with Jack and Cass. If you have to constantly explain to me where Jack and Cass are, you're highlighting the problem with the characters of Jack and Cass still being part of the show. If you have to keep reminding me why they, like, reminding me that they exist and giving me excuses why they're not sh- being shown, the problem is the characters. And I like Alex a lot, and I like Jack, but I do think, like, I don't think they really thought it out when they went, let's sign this guy for a multi-year contract. Okay, but now what do you do with him? He really doesn't have a story beyond one year. Right. On a completely, totally, 100% different subject, um, Mm -hmm. was anybody else disappointed like I was in the gins, blue lines, whatever they're called, on his head? Because the original gin, you know, that we saw back in season two, his markings were gorgeous and dark and beautiful. And this one, they were so Mm. light. And they didn't even cover, like, all of his face. Like, his chin was open, and his neck had clear places. I understand he had hair, which so you can't do the whole head, unlike, you know, the original Jin who had, it was bald. But I was like, seriously? The Jins have really gone downhill. (laughs) (laughs) They're just just not keeping themselves up anymore. (laughs) <laughs> you are not taking care of yourself, Jim. I had the same. I had the same reaction. I didn't wasn't going to bring it up because I feel like I always beat the whole issue between um, practical effects versus um, special effects into the ground. I was going to leave it alone <laughs> because that's, that's that's such a thorn in my paw. Is and again, not just with supernatural, but just in general, the move away from special effects to uh, visual effects and, you know, practical versus digital is such an issue for me. And, again, I get that it's so much easier on the actors and it's easier in general to make their eyes a certain color in post. It doesn't look as good, though. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. The yellow eyes look better. The black eyes look better. The blue eyes would look better if we had ever seen blue like that if it was a practical effect. It's so I, it was so clearly a digital effect with the gym, but yeah, I agree with you. It was just not. It didn't have the impact. It didn't. It didn't. 
And the actor was good. I won't, I won't, I won't lie. Yeah. He was good, especially with that flip to be the gin. Yeah, but I like the, the actor. But the impact wasn't there. I don't know. I, 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 I know what you mean. And the, and the, it just, I remember thinking when I was watching, I'm like, those markings are very light. They're not what I remember. But I thought the, the actor, he was really good as, as, Neil and the nurse, and but when he became the gin, I, he was still a little bit too slubby for me, you know. So, I, yeah, um, well, you know, I uh, think the actor uh, did a good job. Uh, of Michael was messing a, with them, so you know. hmm? yeah, I thought the actor did a good job of the actor is that kind of character actor that plays either a nurse or like somebody kind of more mouthy. Mm-hmm. So I thought in terms of acting, he did a good job of playing, you know, that, that switch to something a little more, uh, a little darker, mm-hmm. more maniacal. But I agree with Becky. The gins that we've seen before were all such dark characters, and here we have this dude glowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that was the problem. Also, what happened to him? Because we saw Dean beat him to quote unquote death and then shoot him several times, but that's not how you kill a gin. And he said to him, You don't have a knife dipped in lamb's blood. Well, did Dean get one later and kill him with it? Or I don't know. This right I will say this episode I didn't hate it. I, I didn't hate it. But I do feel like it was like if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, we do the podcast and, you know, I do reviews, this would be one of those episodes that would be very forgotten. It would never make a list. It's never going to make a top list. One it's and done. Make a, it was, one, you know, one, we, we, one, we had this episode done. and we're going to move on. But because we're discussing yeah. it right now, it is one of those where I'm like, I don't understand, like, I technically understood the plot, but it was a messy episode while you were watching it. And then once once it's over, you're just kind of like, okay, that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I just I, missed something. I didn't miss something. So it's like Dean beats him enough so the body passes out or, or he's been shot six times. But that's not enough to get rid of a gin, right? So I, I missed something? No, it, 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 it's, that's it's what we've been told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I was wondering okay. the same thing when I was rewatching it this evening. Russ looked, t- turned to me and said, "So is he dead?" I'm like, "I guess, but I, I don't know." <laughs> we don't well, know. We, just, we never saw him again. No, I, I really didn't understand the part where you know he makes a point to say, "You don't have the proper weapon to kill me," and then we get this mm-hmm. shot to the bookend, and it's mm-hmm. like, "Aha!" But bookend, like. And I thought, well, are we going to learn something about the bookend? Is this, no, no, you're just going to beat him. They're going to shoot. No, I don't understand. Like, it, it just well, made I no sense. This There's would be an excellent question blood in the back of the Impala because they got to bring everything when they go on a hunt. They got to be prepared for finding as much as they possibly can and know about. But, of course, Dean didn't have time to run out to the Impala and get the weapon. Well, fine, but... Did he go get it later after Sam came back? Or did he call Sam and say, hey, Sam, stop by the trunk and bring me a knife with a 
with a dipped in lamb blood. Okay. But those are the kind of things that you should provide a random exposition line for. So instead of having a line where Dean recaps the previous episode, every episode, maybe throw in a line at the end about how they went back and got the lamb's blood out of the car. Mm-hmm. Because one is you recapping, the other one is you leaving a giant plot hole. And again, mm-hmm. what, saves this, what saves this episode from it being a super irritating plot hole is that the episode itself is forgettable. I um I enjoyed the character of the daughter <laughs> Sasha. Oh, Sasha? Like Sasha. Uh, and she's been on Supernatural before. She was um in Crossroad Blues, she was the wife. Um mm-hmm. the guy sold his soul to save his wife cuz she was dying. She was the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like the I like the actress and I liked the character. Um, and I liked I liked just having a character that felt really, really real. <laughs> like, you know, she's just mm-hmm. like, Where are my benzos? Or give me my whiskey and I've had a I've had I've had a hard time and I don't have to cope with it the way you want me to cope with it. Yep. And I then Dean tries to talk to her and she's like, Nope. Don't want to don't want to hear it, and then he's like, okay, and then she's like, okay, and then she starts and uh, talking about her father, and he's like, okay, we are going down this road, you know, and then and then every time she they are talking about the monsters, and she's just like, look on her faces like, you know, where did I leave my bottle of pills, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my bottle of pills. I, I I love the I reaction when Dean. When Dean asked her to make a sandwich, you know, she didn't know that he was yeah. just trying to get her out of the room. But I loved her reaction. I'm like, you're asking me to make a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Seriously? I really like that. Yeah. yeah. That was a good it, no, And then she says, saying, I'll just go make that sandwich. I'll just go make that sandwich. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good. Oh, I enjoyed her. And then um, I love Sam and Dean talking all about the monsters. And Dean's like, oh, great, you told them, you know, so he doesn't have to pretend that they don't exist and come up with other things. And the expressions on Sasha and Neil's face, even though, of course, he would know, where Sam and Dean are just going on and on about all the monsters. And it's like a completely normal conversation to them. But somebody like Sasha listening it must be just, you know, we forget because we're so used to it. Again, it's that third party coming across them. and I, I wasn't sure if Dean meant that. You know, oh, great, you told him, glad we don't have to do, you know. I, or he was being sarcastic. To me, it felt like he was being, oh, great, you told him, you know, being sarcastic. Which is weird. I agree. I, that's how I thought it was weird because they do almost always tell somebody what's going on, so I didn't understand why Dean. There were a lot of lines in this episode that were kind of awkward. Uh, oh, because I, I thought Dean sounded like, oh, great, you told him. I don't have to pretend. We can just talk about this, you know, and, and we don't may have, have to. Meant, that may have been how the line was 
was intended, but that's not the delivery. I I I I interpreted it the way same way Becky did. And so I did think it was kind of a weird, I don't know. There were like I said, there were a couple lines I will say, things that I liked about this episode. Um I enjoyed um I enjoyed how do I put this? I enjoyed Dean sticking up for Sam to Bobby. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to say it where I wouldn't upset Becky, but no, that's 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 all I've got. Sorry. Oh no, uh, I told I I was right there with you on that. I totally agree with you. Okay. Um, because I did feel like I I feel like AU Bobby's uh folding of Sam was super out of line. So I liked that he mm-hmm. was like, no, no, we're not letting this, we're not letting this slide. No, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Although so I, like I kind of understood AU Bobby being upset, just putting out his anger anywhere he could, and Sam was the closest one because, you know, he knew Maggie from the other side. We don't know how long he knew Maggie. She may, you know, he may have known her for a long time since she was little or something. And so he was just taking out his anger on the closest thing he could. I thought he was maybe recalling his own situation. And that well, could be that too. With, yeah. with Daniel and his son, too. Um, I do think that was that's a, that's intense, an, but again, like I said, some of the writing in this episode was really awkward, and I guess kind of forced is really the word, word, the word I want more than awkward. It's forced. And so some things just didn't... Like, well, things that you should say, like, oh, that explains why Bobby was this way at this moment. Yeah, it does, but it didn't work particularly. Like, yes, we learned that Bobby's issue is really his, his issue with his son. But, and yes, he apologizes to Sam, but it's still kind of like, yeah, but mm, too little too late. I also, it's, this, it's, and it's, it's not just Supernatural that has done this. I've seen uh, other shows where somebody has um, gotten angry at somebody or, or blamed somebody and, and gone off on them like Bobby did to Sam. And then they do it in front of other people. But then when they apologize, mm-hmm. they pull them aside so they're just one-on-one. And I'm like, excuse me, you you yelled at that person. You maybe embarrassed them, humiliated them made them feel terrible in front of other people, you can apologize in front of those people as well. That person deserves that from you. You know, you're just kind of trying to save yourself and only talking to the one person. Sorry if you if you did that in, in front of other people. You should also apologize in front of other people as well. So that bugged me about this episode and it's bugged me when I see it on other shows too. But yeah, I like that. And I love how when Bobby takes Sam aside to apologize to him, Dean is glaring and watching them. He's not listening to anything. I think Mary was trying to talk to him and he's just watching them step off to the side because, you know, he's not going to stand for Bobby going after Sam again. You know, so yeah, and, and I know like that they, they aren't making speak up fall into the whole, like, this is Bobby, therefore he's okay kind of role. Because Dean has that habit, you know, he did it with 
I mean, we'll, we'll see next episode, but he did it in, last season with AU Charlie, where it was like, well, this is, this is, this is standing for my Charlie. And she had to be the one saying no. Um, mm-hmm. So I do, I do like that. And I really, I felt bad. Oh, I always feel bad for Sam because that's just my default. But, um, you know, when Sam and Mary go off together and Sam takes what Bobby said and he tries to agree. He's saying, you know, maybe I did mess up, maybe I did this. And it could have been a great moment for Mary and it was almost a great moment for her to be like, no, don't listen to him. But then it turned into like, Sam, let's not worry about what's wrong with you. Let's let's go back to me and Bobby though. What do you, like, it was very much like enough about, enough about me. What do you think about me? And well, she did compliment him. I mean, I know she did. Yeah, but it was almost like stayed there forever. But listen to me about this. It was just Mm -hmm. again, like I said, a lot. Several lines in this episode were just kind of awkward to me. Like at the end, you know, and we all discussed it because we didn't understand. We weren't sure at first whether Sam had said "I'll sleep too" T O O or "I'll sleep too" T W O. And the fact is, is that really neither one makes sense. But it really doesn't make sense for him to be like, oh, you're worried about me, Dean? Let me sleep less then. Because the lines well, around him saying that don't really flow with him saying that. Dean is saying, you know, you're not sleeping. That's the whole point of him saying, like, when are we going to do this? You're already not sleeping. And sounds like, you're right. Let me sleep less. Yeah, so he must have said, I'll sleep T-O-O. No, I, I watched. I know. I, I watched. No, I watched it with the closed captioning on the on the CW app. It's TWO. He's offering to sleep one hour less. I never even thought that he meant TOO. I didn't even think that way. I just thought he was saying you only sleep three hours, and we've still got Michael out there. This is my brother Dean. We're gonna figure this out. I'll only sleep two hours. I didn't even but go down the other. Of, other it's, a, it's completely out of character for for Dean to say. You're only sleeping three hours, and for Sam to say, "Well, then I'll sleep too," and Dean be like, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." No, well, it, no it doesn't mean Dean's gonna agree. I just mean that Sam doesn't care. <laughs> he, if, if he's if he's trying to figure this out, and he can see, he can see where how how upset Dean has been, and how he thought, and he's found out even more that Michael has done. And he knows it's not really him. And he says, I was almost better, but now I'm not. And then Sam's like, this is Dean. This is Dean. I'm going to figure it out. And so what if I'm only sleeping three hours? So what if Dean's worried? I'll only sleep two. And I I will figure this out for my brother. That's, that's, I that was my thought I don't disagree it. with that. I just feel like that would have been more of a, that interaction really shouldn't have been between Sam and Dean. It should have been Sam talking to somebody else about cutting his sleep. That would have been a that would have been a that would have been a scene for like Sam and Mary to have. Mhm. That interaction. I just felt like the so dialogue Dean won't worry more. even more than he is now. <laughs> yeah, because you have Dean stressed out about Michael and you know stressed out about the position that's put Sam in. And that's the whole point of all the, you know, it's 
couched in jokes, but the whole thing about Sam's grease beard, you know, the reason Dean brings it up and the reason Dean didn't like it was because it was a visual reminder of how worried and stressed out Sam was while Dean was Michael. It was the visual manifestation of that. And so Mm -hmm. to have Dean, again, bring that up, but then have a moment where Sam's like, yeah, no, I just, I can sleep less. I don't, you know, I'm fine. And Dean have no reaction Mm -hmm. to that. It was just weird. But I do feel like, Mm. and I'm trying not to be super hard on, on Meredith, but I will say that in none of the episodes she's written do I ever feel like she gets the characterization quite right. She just doesn't mm-hmm. get Sam and Dean on a real level. She gets them on a very surface level. And, you know, I'm not saying her episodes are awful. They're, you know, like everybody, they're hit or miss. Um, but I do feel like her episodes are more off than most people's in terms of just the basic characterization of Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. I think there's really only one episode I can think of where she got the characterization kind of close to right, but I still think it was very surface, and that was regarding Dean. And I still think that as much as everybody loves that episode, and I do think that Jensen did great in it, I think that episode is... I didn't love it. Uh, well, it's because nobody ever likes the episodes. Everyone always likes the episodes that I don't like. But as someone who has spent many years in different fandoms, who is all about the the amnesia trope, and in other shows I'm all about the amnesia trope, I felt like mm-hmm. that episode fell short in terms of playing on that trope. And, again, I think as she had Dean lose his memories, I think she went the cheap route in terms of this is who Dean is on a basic level, because I don't think the Dean that she made the base level Dean is the real base level Dean, because what she gave us was the Dean that has, that is the deflection and the walls. So if you strip that away, he's not, I don't know, it wasn't that. Anyway, my point is, is that I don't think she gets the characters all that well overall, and Mm-hmm. The only thing that saves it is the fact that she doesn't really write episodes that are super important. Um, but she does episodes that I always feel like were so close to being what I wanted regarding Dean, Scorpion King. Like, even this episode, this episode being nightmare logic and the synopsis was, you know, they have to deal with their biggest fears and nightmares. And the potential was there in the in the in the skeleton of what she was doing, but I do feel like she just falls short when it comes to fleshing it. Yeah, the episode was nothing like what I expected. It was no. not at all like the synopsis. The synopsis yeah. sounded really good. And yeah, I was more excited, that, and I feel that way. And about we never saw episodes. Sam and Dean's more nightmares, which is we know the other dying, but still, you know, it's yeah, it wasn't what I expected either. Like, I'm still not entirely oh. sure. What was Maggie's nightmare? The old man was her nightmare? I'm confused. I don't get it. What? And Something to do with vampires see... after her family. 
I guess. Which I guess from the AU, but like, and okay, so Dean's nightmare is dealing with Michael we don't know. Did, but well, but he wasn't stuck in a nightmare, so it wasn't. Yeah, we don't know that, and we don't know what the Jim saw because it freaked him out. The right, was and like, so then yikes, also like Sam and Mary have no nightmare because so you're gonna give me a synopsis where. And Dean, Bobby, and and Mary all deal with their biggest, yeah. their deepest nightmares. No, nope. we got Liar. Bobby dealing with a super random nightmare, and nobody else really. And I just feel like that's yeah. just entirely indicative of, of her episodes, where the mm. the synopsis sounds great and the execution is not quite there. Which is, you yeah. know, and if I'm reading if I'm reading fanfic for free. I give a lot of leeway for that. Your synopsis sounds great. I get halfway through your episode. I mean, through your, through your fic, it's not working for me. You put in the work, but I didn't do anything. You know, you did it for free, and I respect that. But these people aren't doing this for free. They are making a really good living off of doing this, and I just need a little more depth and follow-through mm-hmm. with some of the writers. Yeah. And the end of regarding Dean, I thought I, I – hated it. But I thought was, it was, that was out of I, I mean, character. And again, like I, do, like I am giving her the, the benefit of doubt in terms of like the Zen is not her fault for this episode. It's not Meredith's fault. She didn't write the Zen. She also didn't mm-hmm. had nothing to do with that edit that editing at the end. It was comp- it was so dumb. It was so dumb. And then to have Dean Johnson playing a joke on poor Sam who'd been oh, worried to death and they play a joke on him. It pissed me off so much. I, I, no, I thought, I thought she went the bull right. No, that's her fault, and that was awful. That was just that. Again, it's one of those things where it's not just me going, you're being mean to my Sam. No, I, I, I can handle you being mean to Sam if the writing is strong for it. I can mm-hmm. handle you being mean to Dean if the writing is strong for it. When the writing isn't strong for it, that's when I have a problem with it. So, you know, I, I like for me, I will say, like, in episode two of season 12, I know a lot of people take really big issue with Sam being, you know, mind raped. But to me, it's supposed to be horrific. It's supposed to make you feel ugly inside. That was the point of it. It was, you know, it, it was a torture scene. So if you're going to do something mm-hmm. and your, uh, your point is to make something feel awful and gross and it comes across awful and gross, then you succeeded. Mm-hmm. If you're intended for levity and it comes across gross, then you failed. Mm-hmm. Wait, can I get can I have that on record where you're agreeing with me, Susan? Because I just talked about a, <laughs> a, a an episode that that Eugenie and Brad wrote, and you're agreeing with me, and I I'm so glad nope. this is recorded. <laughs> This is recorded for posterity, yes. and you can never take that yep. away from me. Because <laughs> who knows if it'll happen again? But it's okay. Uh, we'll, see we'll see you next couple episodes. Um, but it's okay. I I do agree. <laughs> so, absolutely. Oh, so, I mean, like I said, overall, this episode, I have a lot. I have had more to say on it than I thought I was going to, but if you ask me in like six months, I'm not going to remember it at all. Mm. 
I uh, look at truth quick, if there's because um, go I'm gonna leave in a few minutes because I'm super tired. Um, I have my grandkids here all day today, so I'm tired. Um, but I thought that groundskeeper at the cemetery or whatever was going to be mm-hmm. an important part of the show because they like showed mm. him looking through the door once and he was looking real creepy and I thought he you know to me he reminded me of like the stereotypical um, you know black um, spiritual man you know from the, the magical, house the magical negro trope yeah exactly and I mm. thought that was where they were going to go with him but then we never saw him again. I had the same thought, and it was one of those where at the end I went, am I, they didn't go that way, or am I glad they didn't go that way? I'm not sure how I feel right now. Because on one mm-hmm. hand, that trope, that trope gets on my nerves. On the other hand, well, then what was the point of you focusing on it so much? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he was going to be more important, too. I was like, is he going to be, is, will he turn out to have something to do with this, but but no. <laughs> that was it. We never saw him again, just like you said. Oh, oh, oh well. See my notes to see if there's anything else. I know. Um, is there anything else? Because, Vinny, I could keep talking, you know. I mean, if there's anything else about this episode. What? I don't have any. Again, I have I have about a quarter of the notes I usually do for an episode. Yeah, I don't have as many. Um, like I said, I love Sam and Dean. I love them. I love Dean complimenting Sam, you know. He's doing his best, you know. He's doing more than his best and, and defending him. And I love the conversation. I loved him admitting at the end. We talked about this, that they do more talking things out. Um, didn't they say that there was going to be a bunch of secrets? Didn't Jensen mention he's going to be keeping things from Sam again? I haven't really seen him keeping anything from Sam yet. Granted, it's only the fifth episode, but didn't he say something like that? Because I remember many on Twitter saying, being unhappy because we've got less episodes and here, you know, Sam and Dean are going to be, have secrets from each other again, but I haven't seen it. And I like that. I mean, I like this. I like them talking about their concerns. I like Dean talking about, um, um, he thought he was getting back to himself. You know, he thought he was getting through Michael and, and here it comes back again. And I know, I know you don't like that he told Dean, I'll only sleep two hours because, you know, what's the point? Dean's worried. Well, let me worry him even more. <laughs> but and I, I don't, like that. Here's my so. thing. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Sam saying that. That was fine. My problem was I don't think it, I think it, I don't, it was one of two things. Either that scene should have been with somebody like Mary or Bobby or even Cass and Sam. Uh-huh. Or Dean should have had a moment after the fact that was like, no, 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 that, that's not helpful at all. Because it's also not helpful at all. You're sleeping too, so you're getting one less hour than you were getting that was mm-hmm. already not enough. How are you going to be on your game enough to be of any use? To, no, it's just mm, awkward, awkward, awkward. 
And mm-hmm. I, I, I get genuinely a little more irritated when it's an episode that I don't have to deal with the giant arc. And so I should be able to enjoy it more, and I don't. And now, like I said, I'm not mm-hmm. angry with that. I'm not mad. It's, it was fine. But it's not one that I'm going to, like, it's something that I'll watch because I'm rewatching everything in order. It's not going to be an episode like, oh, let me just randomly watch this episode I love. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the problem was last week's episode was spectacular, and it set the bar way up again, and it, pretty much anything following it, if it wasn't up as great as that, is is also going to, is that's going to just add to your opinion of this episode. And, I mean, it didn't, certainly didn't match up to last week's, but it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it. And I probably would feel the same way no matter what last week's episode was. But last week's episode being so wonderful didn't help for this one because it's obvious from last week they're still highly capable of making a making a beautiful supernatural episode that's right in character and right in story. So, yeah. so you know, I, I'm tired, tired. So my in conclusion, my 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 final thoughts are: episode meh, Samandine great. Uh, Darren can come back and direct. I will 100% be on board for him coming back oh. and directing. Yeah, just I love that shot of Sam from above stalking down the hallway with the knife. It was just, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, there were, but, yes. there were a lot of good shots in this episode, but mm-hmm. yeah. My yeah. opinions yeah. are the same, are the exactly the same. <laughs> I like that we agree. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's all three this time. We all agree. You know, episode meh, Sam and Dean, great, and Darren can come back and direct. Um, next week's preview, Dean's in a tux again. <laughs> Which like and, what? I don't know. Oh, no, I forgot, I I missed the preview and I forgot I kept forgetting to go back and watch it. Yeah, and I think he's in Riverdale because there's all these Letterman jackets in high school. I'm like, he's in a tux in Riverdale. Well, okay. And you'll be excited to know that Charlie's back. <laughs> I can tell. Oh, I'm super stoked. So, I'm containing my excitement. It's why I sound so it, – it's why I excited. don't sound excited. <laughs> I'm just trying to hold it in so that I don't burst. And no, God, so MRM. Hey, let's say, you know, let's save some for next uh, podcast. <laughs> okay. It'll just be. I'm, I'm trying to do this, this where I don't get upset preemptively. It'll no. just be the two of you. It'll just be the two of you on next week's podcast because Russ and I are going to see Ario Speedwagon. Nice. Yeah. How, how dare you not tell me about these things ahead of time? I would have, I would have liked to know you were going to see Ario. How dare! <laughs> uh, we Russ mm. bought the tickets a, a million months ago, and we just remembered that it's next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Cronin sings it from the hair. So, oh, such a good moment. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I love well, their old uh, stuff. 
I don't think we have any housekeeping yeah. either. No, I don't think so. But sorry, Our only housekeeping was Becky is uh, not, not on the podcast next week. It's just me and Vinny. Um, I'm sure we'll have a good time. Who knows? Who knows? But this episode, like I said, looks like they're in Riverdale. But this we'll find out. I will hate to, I'll hate to miss a good Charlie rant. I love Vinny's Charlie <laughs> rant. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could be fun. Could be fun. Could be fun. All right. If there's nothing else. I guess we will say goodnight and thank you for listening. And um, we'll be back with you next week. Night, everyone. Night, everybody. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.